Hi everyone, my name is Trish, the Core Behavioral Therapist, and my guest today is Nathan Canto. He is the creative pastor for Hillsong SF, Hillsong San Francisco. Nathan also attended Hillsong College in Sydney, Australia for approximately three years. And I actually, um, I'm in the choir and his wife pretty much- Yes, you are. <laughs> directs the the choir and, and whatnot or the team and Nathan is head of um Hillsong SF as far as music and worship is concerned correct yeah yeah correct well thanks Nathan for coming I'm so excited no worries <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me no problem so Nathan is going to be a dad soon <laughs> yes I am we are uh t-minus 13 days until the due date oh. and so we're excited we're ready this is our first and we're having a girl and Yay. i cannot wait so i apparently I'm, i decided to wear a pink shirt because i'm having a girl nice awesome <laughs> that's awesome we need more girls in the world <laughs> come on so yeah but uh so nathan spoke to uh, me and a group and I just had to have him on my podcast this podcast Nathan um, as you know is about mental health I talked to you a little bit about it with everything that's going on now um, first I want to ask you this question and then we can get into what you taught us if that's okay yeah sure so there's a lot of controversy with worship and the church and being indoors and whatnot what's your take on this since you you are part of a global church, and um, yeah, I'm wondering what's your opinion about that. That's happening. Yeah, that's. I think it's a great question, and at the at the end of the day, I can really only speak uh, for myself and from yes. my perspective. Um, for me personally, this has been a really interesting season when it comes to. Um, I think for us as the church, our worship, and what our worship means to us. And it's obvious worship has been an aspect and a, a part of our faith from the very beginning, from for all the way back to, you look back to ancient Judaism and it's like worship was an active part of the, their liturgy, what they did. It is a way and manner in which would they connected with God. Right. And I think for us in modern day, um, obviously with the modernization of the church, um, when it comes to worship and aspect of creativity and songs and corporate worship and singing together, um, it, it, that paired with the word is such a, a centerpiece yeah. of everything we do. Even for us as Hillsong church, um, people like our, our senior pastor always says people come for the worship and they come for the word. Um, and it's, it, we always start our services with worship. Um, you know, it's like 20 minutes every time we worship, we come into the presence of God and we sing together and it's such a powerful tool. Um, but to your point and to your question, there's been a whole lot of controversy, a whole lot of different opinions. And, yeah. and I, realistically, it's such a unique season where in many ways, we have not been able to gather like that, like we would normally, um, obviously because of social, social distancing guidelines, restrictions on venues, how many people can be around, all those different kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and I think we as the church miss it. Yeah. That being said, I think for me, for me personally, yeah. um, what this season has highlighted is that worship does not only mean our worship and song. Right. For me, for me, and for my from my personal perspective, if anything, this season has solidified in my heart and my mind is that my worship is actually my life and how I live it and how I continually connect with God. 
Um, now, worship through song, obviously, is a beautiful tool given to us by God in order to connect with him, to proclaim the truth of who he is and everything. But uh, I would say, I would challenge the notion of our worship being taken away simply by the fact that we can't sing in the same room. Um, because if our worship only goes d- as deep as the songs we sing, then we've got a little bit of a problem. Right. <laughs> and that's something that we really, really got to be mindful of when it comes to this. So for me personally, um, there, 100%, there's been a whole lot of controversy and people will think differently. And I think that's okay. But for me, my worship personally goes so much deeper than just the songs we sing. That being said, I miss it a ton and I love it. I'm a creative, I'm a worship leader. I, I, I miss the atmosphere of the room and I can't wait for the day when we can do that regularly how we used to. But yeah, those, those are kind of my thoughts. No, I love that. That's so good because you said it's about connecting to God and it's within yourself. And I think some people feel worship is you have to be amongst other people to sing, to worship, mm-hmm. but really to feel the presence of God. You, The song is within you. The worship is within yep. you. So, yeah, I feel like this season people are connecting or having more of a relationship with God. Some people are, are having more of a connection with God, actually. Um, because there's no visible visible worship where there's a bunch of people in one room. So um, thanks for answering that. that oh, was, yeah. Yeah, that was a controversial topic because um, I do see a lot of people worshiping in Sacramento, California or in D.C. And some people are saying, well, why aren't they wearing masks? Why, why there is there no protection? So thanks for answering. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. And I think on that as well, it's like, at the end of the day, you can never control or tell people um, how or in which manner they should worship. Right. Um, but at, I think what it comes back to ultimately, it, there's there's 100% of power in corporate worship. But ultimately, our relationship with Jesus is not found um, with how many people were around. It's it's found in the secret places, in the quiet places, in our in our time with Jesus, in our time with God, or however or whoever that is, like that like for you that is the of utmost importance the relationship between you and god and sometimes i think that's the thing we have to focus on is our relationship with jesus our relationship with with god um and maybe sometimes maybe not as close yeah (laughs) i'll stop there i'll say that (laughs) you got it you got it you you, uh, raised a point actually i was thinking when you said that you're when you said you're a god there's also you temples and mosques and and people of other faiths also um want to come together and worship so they're also going through it as well so yeah um i really like some of the points that you brought up would you mind um telling us some of the points because a lot of it had to do with mental health it's basically nathan spoke to us about preparing yourself um, for ministry, but I honestly feel it could be also preparing yourself for your work day or just your everyday yeah. life or being a mother or a father or that sort or a grandparent raising your, your, your grandson or something. So mm-hmm. do you mind um, sharing some of those points? Do you have them? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll try and try to remember them. Um, <laughs> uh, what I really talked about was, um, I think the whole idea was about checking your gauges in your life, like checking yeah. your personal gauges, um, your your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, and all of these things are not like separate of each other, but they're so, so intertwined. And hence, like for me, the image that came to um, uh, like 
the image that came to mind was how like a vehicle operates. Like a, a lot of us would have a vehicle and there's always that scary thing that happens when the check engine light comes on right. and then you're like, Oh no, something's wrong. I gotta, I gotta go fix this. Or maybe you're the person that goes like, ah, it's probably fine. We'll probably go another like couple thousand miles on it and nothing's going on. But like right. that, that, that something like a check engine light could be as simple as you forgot to tighten the, the gas cap properly all the way down to there's an issue with your timing belt. And then all of a sudden your pistons are off and then you have a major engine malfunction. You really got to take it in. Yeah. And so I kind of talked through the, the different aspects or the different gauges, I think. And it was, I think it was three different gauges that I kind of talked about. Yeah. Um, they were really, really important. I think the first one was um, obviously your fuel gauge. I think for a lot of people, um, this one is sometimes often the most neglected, but probably the most important to see like a vehicle move. You can't go anywhere without gas. You can have the whole, yeah. the entire frame, you can have the engine, you can have everything, but if it doesn't have fuel in it, you're not going anywhere. And I think for us as humans, um, we really got to make sure that our fuel gauge is good. Like we're refueling emotionally, we're refueling um, personally, uh, we're refueling spiritually, whatever that looks like. And uh, for me, one of the things like I, I really, really love doing, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. So like sometimes just going out I, and I'm, I love archery. I'm into archery. And so I'll just like go out to an archery range and just go and shoot at targets for an hour or so. And that just refuels my soul. Like, like no matter how long of a day or a week I've had, that's something that I can go and I know I can come back and feel better i can feel more clear-headed or and as well as like for me I, like i am a little bit introverted but i'm also like relationships are foundational yeah. to every aspect of life for me it's like i hate doing life alone and so going and spending time with the right people and having or having the right conversations like that for me fuels me and so for me like that those are like that's kind of like the the fuel tank emotionally and physically as well as like spiritually like where i'm going to like yeah filled spiritually and like for me that's the word of god and the bible and like going to that fills me praying fills me and so that was kind of the first cage i talked about yeah is making sure we have the fuel mm -hmm. to keep going um, like feeding yourself right with the fuel to keep going for what what you're supposed to be doing whether it's your totally or yeah but also feeding yourself with the things you enjoy to do. So basically living your life with, for also having fun. You're not just living your life 100%. with a purpose. You're living your life to also do some self care. Like you love Absolutely. archery, right? So yeah. that's something you love. So you want to, yeah. that, that fills you. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, sometimes we get, we can get so into this mindset that like, um, <laughs> like, if I'm not accomplishing something, I'm going nowhere. But like sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself and for the people whom you do life with is give your, give your healthy self. And so if that means, you know, like tuning out and reading a good book with a glass of wine, yeah. do it because that fills your soul and that makes sure that you're good for everybody else and everybody Absolutely. you come in contact with. If that's like kicking back for an hour and playing Minecraft or playing a video game, like cool, like, do that, like find your space, find your time for you to grow. Like if that's going out and hanging out with a great friend, like do that, make space. Like life, I, I wholeheartedly believe God did not create us to trudge through life. 
Right. He actually created us to flourish and to love life. And there are things that like, I think God allows us to enjoy if that's going and seeing a movie or going and doing what have you, like those things, like completely separate of any accomplishment or any like feeling like you're moving forward in life. I think those things are important, just pure and simple things we enjoy doing that have no attachment towards any sort of progress. Yeah. I think that's so good, Nathan, because when you said that, it had me think about how some people may feel guilty about doing this and doing things that they enjoy, where they feel like they're go, 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 work, 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 progress, progress, progress. Like, that's what I was thinking about when you just, what you just said. So that's such a good point. And I I think on that too, it's like, again, taking into consideration um, different personalities, I I would say my wife and I are the most vastly different personalities to ever come together, um, which I love because, because I, you, she's you awesome, know her. by the way, Des. Shout out to yeah. Des. She looks beautiful. Yes. I love my wife. <laughs> um, soon. <laughs> I, I love that she's so different than me too, because she challenges me to grow in different ways and, in, and vice versa. I challenge her to grow in different ways. Like for instance, we recently went on a vacation, um, down to Carmel just to spend a few days relax. It was like our little last trip baby moon um, a month or so back. I love that. And awesome. <laughs> but what, I think what we realized on that trip was we recover and we feel so, so differently. Oh, wow. Okay. Like for me, I was, I was happy to just go eat food, sit mm-hmm. back, watch a couple YouTube videos, relax. And we kind of did this together and Des was like, I don't feel rested. We went down to a little shop. We found a book on photography, uh, which is something she loves doing is d- does really, really well. Um, but it was, it was a training book. <laughs> it was actually something that was, right. was going to help her grow in a skill set. So wow, I think there are already like, yeah. wow, she could teach people how to do yeah. that. <laughs> and there are things I think depending on your personality, there are 100% things you could do and enjoy um, that refill your soul that still can cause you and force you to rest. Mm-hmm. Like for me, switching off is my way to rest. For Des, it's learning something new. And so I think it's finding those things based upon your personality. Like what fills your soul? What fills your heart? What, what fuels your mind? And so um yeah that was kind of my first point about of the one of the gauges (laughs) I love that I love that I feel like this time people are uh, some people are enjoying the rest some people are not but some people are also like wait this is a great time to start this or to do this I didn't have time before so that's awesome yeah um you did a second point too um do you remember yeah the 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 second in um the second point was the check engine light. Oh, so there was actually there was actually three three main points I made, which was like the check engine light and the tire the the tire, tire pressure light. The tire, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the check engine light was we obviously there are things that are going to need adjustments in our lives, and that anything the check engine light. This is the engine. This is the light that you feel like you're feeling like something's off and something's got to change. And I think the greatest um, gift we can ever give to our our own souls and our own minds is forgiveness and the understanding that we're not perfect. And so, and on top of that, the flexibility and the courage to actually change things in our life to help us be better. Um, 
so that was kind of that. And it's like, again, like that could range from anything. Like we're talking, when we're talking about an engine, this could be anything from you just didn't screw the gas cap on right to like a major transmission malfunction. And so in our lives, whether it's relationships that need adjusting, whether it's like how we communicate that needs adjusting, maybe it's a, actually a mindset that needs to be adjusted so good. or perspective right. that we've held this for so long. Like, like I, for me, perspective has always been one of the most important things in my life because per, your perspective is really realistically a lens and through which you view life. Right. I could have a, like, a, a lens that is as clouded uh, like these are blue light glasses by the way i actually don't need glasses i just wear them just because um <laughs> that's all right but, yeah. these are real glasses because yeah. i've been wearing glasses so, since i was like in the second grade <laughs> <laughs> so like for for instance like these glasses they eliminate blue light or that's what they're supposed to do i don't know how effective they are i don't know wow, really I never heard of these type of glasses yeah. by the way wow yes okay. blue light glasses they're help, meant to help you sleep better and kind of like not strain your eyes if you're looking at a computer screen all day kind of thing um that's but awesome the, blue light blue light glasses where did blue you like glasses oh, well, amazon say oh amazon okay <laughs> no this is great i mean this is new information for me because yeah. people do suffer from migraines and and yeah. not from bright lights so yeah I totally get okay cool thanks yeah so like for instance right. I'll, I'll filter this is a filter this is a perspective that allows me to look at things differently mm -hmm. and so I think in life our we can have a perspective of pessimism or we can have a perspective of optimism and I think that is something that controls and dictates so much of our heart health our mind health right. um, because you can go into any given situation and say well nobody's going to want to talk to me or uh you know i'm just not good at something or or you can go into with a perspective of like okay maybe i'm not good at it but that means i can learn right. or okay maybe i don't know anybody in this situation but that just gives me an opportunity to make new relationships and so i, I think uh, any yeah. way is like uh, i have always been a very very optimistic guy and so <laughs> i don't have a i know i i am very aware that this is not an easy thing to do but it's also a muscle you strengthen. That's right. I believe you can, it's, it's, you get to choose the perspective and the lens through which you view life in every situation you walk into and you have the choice of that. Um, yeah. It's, that's awesome. That sounds like self-reflection. It sounds like stopping and thinking and then choosing how to act. For, for me, that's called meta moments, what you just yeah. described. And that's so key. And um, a lot of thinking and self-reflection and trying to figure out, okay, what, and stop, stopping yourself and then thinking about, okay, what's the next action? I can choose to be this way or I can choose to be this way. And totally. the lens, the perspective, that's, that's key. That's so good. It's true. hundred percent. Cause ultimately it comes back to just knowing yourself right. and I, I, as like a, for me, I'm really passionate about leadership. And th in that context where we're talking about, it was like a, kind of a, a, to a group of leaders and talking through like healthy leadership. Right. And I, I, like, I think the self-aware leader is one of the greatest leaders you can ever have. Yeah. Um, because they're self-aware to know that they're not perfect. They don't have it all together and they may not have all the answers, um, but they're willing to grow and move through it. And so, that uh, that's where it kind of all stemmed out of that conversation of like how do we as 
human beings, and this goes beyond just leaders, I think as human beings, we would get along a whole lot better. We'd be able to figure a whole lot more out in our relationships. If we were just self-aware enough yeah. to actually have an honest conversation or to hear honest um, feedback from people right. into our lives and everything. And so that like that, that, and that's the thing is like that check engine light when it comes on, it is not biased. It is not like trying to get a dig at you and saying you're a bad driver. It's not, it's just say like, Hey, something's wrong. And I think we all kind of have those moments in, in, in our life where it's like, you just feel like you feel like the check engine light is going on. It's like, Oh my gosh, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing it's that you're able thing, to yeah. wear and go like, something's got to change. Exactly. And that's good. Like we're meant to change. We're meant to grow. We're meant to move forward. We're meant to do all these things. And so that was, yeah, that was my second point. And then the, well, well, let's, I want to go back to that because it's so yeah, good. Okay. So what, what, so when you were saying that, people that could be listening right now, people that are listening right now who are struggling, okay, they fi- they have figured out or they're like, okay, this is wrong with me. What I'm, what I'm thinking is that it takes a lot of vulnerability and transparency to speak it out to somebody, to mm-hmm. someone that you trust. So then they can walk with you and help you with, hey, I can help Absolutely. you with these things. Don't beat yourself up about these things. This is a good thing, like you said, that you found this out about yourself, and it could be something minor, it could be something major, but we can, mm-hmm. I can help you. So I think that's, because as humans, we need that. Being that we're in the Zoom world now, where we need that kind of connection. So yeah, that's so good. Yes. So good. Yeah, absolutely. And your third point? Thanks for that. Yeah, so my third point, so it, like the first one we had, you, um, uh, the fuel, you check your fuel gauge, where you at in your fuel gauge. The the second one was obviously your check engine light. And that can mean a whole lot of different things in your life. Mm-hmm. And the last one, um, which is per- probably one of my personal favorites, is your tire pressure. It's that little weird, like, shaped one, and it has, like, the, the grip on the bottom and everything. I, I remember the first time the my tire pressure um, indicator came on, and I was like, what is that? I actually don't know what that is. So, I, like, flipped open the manual, tried to find them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my tire pressure is low. And so, like, for, like, obviously we're aware of this. Like, nobody wants a flat tire. Like, yeah, a flat right. tire doesn't have its structure. It doesn't have its rigidity. It's it's not healthy for the car. The tire blows out and everything. But also on the flip side of that, like, you actually don't want an overinflated tire. Like, right. an overinflated tire can be just as dangerous as, like, yeah, 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 it could explode. You right. don't get as good grip, like, with when you're – when you have an overinflated tire, you're actually, you're reducing the tire effectiveness to actually grip the road that you're on. So you could actually are in danger of like sliding out or get losing control of the car kind of thing. Um, so it's about finding like every car and every tire has its own unique um, right. PS, PSI that you send, like you center or you, you fill the tire to. And also like, this is what I love, like, for instance, our car, they're all set to 32 PSI. Um, and that's actually year round, but we actually had another car that was set to, it was like 30 in the summer and, uh, another pressure in the winter. So it actually changed based upon the seasons, based upon the temperature. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me, I love this analogy of like tire pressure. Um, because I, I don't believe in our lives we're ever meant to live pressure-free. 
I think sometimes we can we can we can look at pressure as like this p word and it's this bad thing but it's actually something that helps us grow It, it challenges us like there are such things as healthy pressures in our lives that challenge us to grow in certain areas like um like for instance when it when it comes to archery it actually takes pressure and tension to propel an arrow forward if it didn't have pressure and tension right. the arrow would not go forward in the same way like a car if there's not the right pressure in the tire the tire is not at its optimal effectiveness and that's i think for us in our lives i think if we're finding in our workplace there are things that are challenging us that are causing us to grow that is right where we're meant to be like if we found ourselves in a place in our lives where everything is going smoothly, like, well, great for you. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, but like, you're not going to grow. Like you're, you're not going to continue to move forward. You're not going to be sharpened. You're not going to be developed. So pressure in our lives can actually be a really, really great thing. Now, I think this is really, really important because every person and individual and leader is different and not everybody has the same amount of capacity for pressure as other people do. And that's okay. And I don't think capacity for pressure is any sort of indicator of, well, they're because they can take more pressure. They're a better leader or vice versa. No, I think, but yeah, it doesn't like one is better than the next or anything like hundred percent, hundred percent. What I think makes a better leader is a leader who understands the pressure in which they can push themselves to. Right. And so like in all, all of our lives, we have to find that place of healthy, tension in our lives and sometimes look at tension is not a bad thing and not like not a problem to solve but a tension to manage right and so that's for me i think one of the most important things as leaders is you don't grow without tension you don't build muscle without pressure on it and tension and working it out and soreness and like oh my gosh that sucked like you don't grow in strength like you don't become a better runner by never running right you don't you don't get faster by never pushing yourself like so i think there are things in our lives where sometimes it's super easy to go well that's athletics but actually it comes to our leadership it comes to our workplaces it comes to our work lives if we want to become a better individual in our field we actually have to be pressed to be better in our field we actually have to have the tension to go like you know what i want to be better so i'm going to put myself in a situation where i am required to be better right and then also ask yourself, because what I'm hearing, I'm also, this is so good. What, also ask yourself, okay, what am I learning from this pressure? What am I learning from it? You know? 100%. And I think that's the thing where it's like, what am I learning from this? It's like, oh, it's actually highlighting an area of weakness that I can get better at. Right. Or it's highlighting an area that, wow, I'm feeling pressure in this, but everybody keeps coming to me to actually make this happen. Maybe this is actually area of strength that I'm continually being winged on because I'm good at it. So it's like, yeah, it's an area of strength because you could meet someone later down the road who was struggling with that same issue or that same pressure that you were dealing with. And here you are stronger because you overcame and you can help that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. Instead of running away from pressure, I think sometimes we should run towards it. Now, that being said, this is where talking about, the check engine line, all this kind of, we have to be aware emotionally, physically, and mentally of 
to who we are, how we operate, and only you can know. Um, right. Pressure is not something we should shy away from, but like we said, with an overfilled tire, you can lose control or you can have a blowout, which nobody wants, like nobody wants to overload their lives. And we're not saying go out there and just get in above over your head. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I think there is, there is a health to finding a place, finding a, a good tension in your life of pressure that causes you to grow in the things um, in, in personally, emotionally, leadership, skill-based. So yeah, those are kind of, that was kind of the, the, the that's gist of phenomenal. the conversation we had. Uh, yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. Thank you so much, Nathan. I'm so glad that Nathan came on to talk to us about this because it's just so good, especially during this time your mind is racing and, and you're just going through all kinds of things and hearing this, it's like, Hey, it's okay not to be okay, but we're going to find strength and resilience from hundred percent. Thank I you so that. much, Nathan. Thank you. No worries. If, Thank if, you. If anyone wants to contact you, can they contact you on Instagram or do you have hundred percent Instagram or my email email is probably better. I have to be very honest. I'm not great at Instagram. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it kind of exhausts me. <laughs> Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's one of those tensions I got to get better at managing. Um, <laughs> but um, my yeah, I, people can one hundred percent reach out to me at my email at nathan.canto at hillsong.com. Any, I'm happy to have any conversations around leadership and life and health. Um, I'm passionate about this. For me, I'm I'm personally passionate about seeing people healthy, people loving life, and people whole. Um, love and not just getting by in life and skimping or limping through life, but really like tackling life. Not that it's easy. I don't think it was ever meant to be easy. <laughs> no. I don't think anything that's worth it is easy. If it's um, easy, you're not learning and you're not growing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nathan. So good to have you on. No, thank you so much, Trisha, for having me. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. So, yeah. Thanks for joining. <laughs>